0: Welcome to Behind the Headlines, a podcast by the Bailiwick Express. I'm Matthew Leach. It's been a very busy week with a notable team member missing, but we were still able to work on some of the most pressing stories of the week. This included further work on the electricity strategy and the deteriorating power station, interviews with inspirational young sports people, and a story about a robot line marker. Join me, Nick Mann, and Laura Clayton this week's episode of Behind the Headlines. Welcome everybody again to um, Behind the Headlines, our weekly catch-up with the team to see what we've all been up to, uh, to talk about the news stories that we have been working on or the ones that uh, caught our attention. How is everybody doing today?
1: Well, I think you should answer that question because you were telling us off camera that you're, you're feeling a little worn out. <laughs> it's
0: been a week. It's been a bit, well. Maybe I'll start this time because I think Nick started last time and Kit started the week yeah. before. Uh, it's just been a very busy week. We had Kit isn't here. Kit is on holiday. He's taking Again. one. He's taking one of his many <laughs> holidays. He's off in London, <laughs> and so he's not back until next Tuesday. So it's been um, and you. Uh, Nick have been involved a lot in the Island Games and stuff this yeah. week, so it's been me and Laura holding down the fort, which has been great fun. But there's been a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you've been
2: mainly working on electricity, it seems.
0: Well, yeah, but I was so this week. I um, well, I'll talk about electricity again because I might as well. I spoke about it last week, but it's all <laughs> I've been doing this week. I uh, I interviewed Lindsay De earlier in the week, the president of E and I, and I interviewed Alan Bates today. And yesterday, I went on a tour of the power station to see how badly it's falling to pieces. And um, well, shall it, we point out, it's it,
1: not literally falling to pieces yes. at the moment. <laughs> That's <but> <laughs> quite worrying
2: I,
0: because don't what? we all live in that? <laughs> very close we all live very close to it. Yeah,
2: within that part of the island. I don't want to think that it's falling to bits.
0: Well, this is so the part of the um, decision process for going electricity is that one of the they have ten generators overall, and about I think it's about four of them. Um, happy to be corrected on that by somebody, but with, there's about four of them that are 1970s diesel generators, and they are essential at the moment because we need to have a certain level of backup supply. Yeah. Um, but uh, the electricity strategy gives gives electricity direction whether or not they can start to decommission part of it or invest, which is the the option they don't want to do, which is the you know no direction option. Stays we are, which means they have to invest a tonne load more money, into all this old equipment. Some of which, the parts don't even get made anymore. So you have to kind of get them bespoke made. Um, So that was very interesting to go see. I mean, it's a very industrial, amazing place. I don't know if you've ever been.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is quite fascinating. I mean, I've not actually been there in a few years. when um, When they brought in the two newest... I think they're still the newest generators. Yes. And, I mean, it cost a lot of money, so... At the time, going to Electricity invited the media along, and I went then. And it, it, for me, it's like something out of Star Trek or something, oh. Star Wars. I, I just incredible. It's beyond my yeah my brain knowing how any of it works. Yes.
0: Yeah, we got to see all that you get able to see all the pipes going underneath because there's a tunnel yeah. that goes underneath the road as well, which yeah. I didn't actually appreciate. Mm. But um, so getting to see the the the, uh, the power plant this week gave a lot of context to it are the conversations I've been having, and I met with. Um, Alan Bates today, a podcast, we'll run it next week. We'll run it with video as well and an article in the run-up to the debate on electricity. Yeah. Which seems to be like it's more likely to happen in July now, that they have shifted around, p have shifted around how we're going to be debating things going forward. I feel like electricity strategy might come up. So um, it's very interesting. I mean, the amount of interaction we've had with, um, with our stories about it seems to show that I don't know, maybe because it's not tangible yet, mm. that it's not really in people's faces, but it's um, it's definitely something that's coming.
2: It's something we should all be interested in, because it, it is one of those topics that will affect all of us, um, whether you're currently paying your household electricity bill, or your parents are, or your partner is, or whoever is, um, it's going to affect all of us, isn't it? And I think it's something actually that the younger generation, who maybe currently aren't engaged in topics like this because they're not paying those bills i think it's something they should take an interest in absolutely
0: um, i mean if they don't if they vote for the to not do anything it's Mm. going to cost us about 200 million pounds more over how long uh, until 2050 okay and see
1: and this is part of the problem isn't it Mm. it's it's like you're you're talking about a strategy
0: that's 20 years
1: down the line yeah and that's why it's difficult to engage in it's very hard to kind of like mm.
0: Be it, for it to be tangible, yeah. and, to and, feel
1: and it. I, and, I, and I think that's why some of like, the focus has really been on, oh, it's offshore wind and it, it's solar. Um, and people get very excited about a giant wind farm or whatever. yeah But actually, in reality, that, that's a long way off. And it, surely it's more about the, sorting out the interconnector, yeah the cable link first. Yeah. When it always has been. I don't know why it's taken so long to get to this stage. But anyway that's
0: a... The cable is the big one. Pushing for the cable, it seems like that's inevitable. That's always yeah. going to have, you know, and this is a happen. direct
2: cable, isn't it? Yeah.
1: This is. Where's the main opposition to
0: it? Well, I don't understand. I don't really understand. <laughs> I, f- I have a feeling that there is an opposition to it, um, or not an opposition to it. I, I, I want to kind of dilute it a little bit and make sure it's simply only about that cable. Right. Yeah. Um. But I don't really understand yet where that's going to come from. So I think listening okay. to the debate will be very yeah. interesting. Yeah. To understand. Because in my yeah. mind, having read the report now, having been very much invested in it for two weeks, it seems like a no-brainer yeah. to vote you know, for this strategy. Yeah. Yeah. But like so, you said before, when things pop up in debate, there are things that perhaps you haven't thought about. And so I'll be very interested to listen to this one.
1: And, mm-hmm. I, and I guess we'd welcome those comments ahead of the debate as well. This is something we were talking about in the office earlier. But um, quite often you get those, those um, stones thrown into the water. During a debate, and yeah. actually, it's probably it's better to hear these things and tease these things out beforehand, yeah. as as well as in the debate, so so, so we we'll tested.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very very good point. So I think you know maybe our next step as a as a newsroom is to reach out to people who we think you know may have a difference of opinion on this particular strategy. So watch this space. <laughs> <That's your voice. laughs> um So who's next?
2: Well, I can go if you'd like. Um, actually, while you were talking, I was thinking. You said ten yeah. generators they've got at the power station. Ten, yeah. So, with the noises and the vibrations, because Neilinda, deputy Neilinda, formerly Vale deputy, but now obviously island wide, um, has been asking questions about those houses that are behind oh, yes. the power station. Mm. I think if it's if you go up, is it the Hoog Jehanne? They're down like a little kind of pedestrian lane, so they are. They really do like their kind of their front gates are. adjacent to the back wall of the power station Um, and so it's been confirmed now in a story we published today that there aren't actually any formal restrictions on those houses being lived in by anybody it's just the power station have bought them and are keeping them empty Um, because the previous um, owners who lived in those houses were suffering with um, health issues from the vibrations and the noises from the generators and they were the houses that were Closest to the power station, so you're just thinking about what just the scale of such an industrial site.
0: Oh yeah, living nearby that is going. Don't don't they pay for some people's cars to be cleaned because of the dust? I I believe so. So Yeah, and and there
2: are still lots of houses around there. It is, you know, being Guernsey, it's a very industrial area, but it is also a very residential area. Um, it's just, I guess, if you're a road away compared to literally just being the other side of the back fence. Um, so even though there is a housing crisis and there are people struggling to, you know, find rental accommodation, um, whether or not anyone would want to live that close <laughs> to 10 generators. Why
0: is this, why is Deputy Inder so keen on this particular topic? I, I,
2: I believe because um, he's posted videos on his own um, political Facebook page um, where he shares details of his work and, and and things that he's looking into. So on the videos that he's shared on there, it's... I think, you know, there are possibly eight terraced houses. Well, I say terraced houses, actually. I remember going in one of them many years ago now when um, when people were still living, well, in the last decade, when people were still living in those houses. And they're quite large. They're family houses. I mean, you could fit, yeah. you know, there's probably three or four bedrooms in some of them. And he was asking, you know, we've got people that are crying out for rental properties or short-term lets. Sticking the vibrating got, houses. Yeah, and that's... It yeah. doesn't
0: feel right, does it? It, it doesn't. doesn't. No, I think he's, he's now
2: had that answer from Deputy mm. Roffey from ESS that actually, no, there isn't any... Um, the Officer of Environmental Health hasn't said, no, no-one can live there. There is no formal report. There's not been any direction from Environmental Health that, no, no-one can live there. I think the decision has just been accepted by... Most people that Can actually that it's not.
0: just be used for anything else. I mean, I if they're believe... just going to keep them empty forever, couldn't they just knock them down and turn them into like a warehouse? I think they
2: are used for storage. I think that's what Gaines Electricity really are, yeah. have been using them for. Yeah. Um, but it seems maybe like... knock them down and put some green space there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I that's a... a wonderful allotments. idea. That's some allotments. Allotments. Oh, a be park. A, nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. a little park. Oh, well, these, all these ideas.
2: Yeah. All costs money, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Doesn't it? Well, we don't have any, apparently.
1: Yes, yeah, and we exactly. also don't own these houses. So yeah, that's true. True. <laughs> Very Very true. true. I should have asked Alan <laughs> about it today. Yeah, What's yeah, to so. do
2: with these houses? Yeah. Maybe he could live in them and sell his house.
0: Maybe. You well, don't. No
2: one likes to live where they work, though. I, no. I think that would be awful, personally, yeah. to live that close to work. So, no, You'd maybe listen not. listen to it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but what else have I been working on this week? This morning, I or earlier today, I was at the Huguette School. Um, where they had an island games assembly. So it was members of the Guernsey team, including two girls, um, Darcy, who is in the athletics team, and Molly, who's in the swimming team. And they're both still at school. They're at secondary school doing their GCSEs and A-levels. So they took them back to their primary schools this week so they could speak to pupils. And in Darcy's case, so she's in, I think she said, year 10 now, so it's not been that long since she was at La Primary School, and she saw some of her former teachers, and they were able to speak to the children at the primary schools about yeah life as an athlete and their training and what they're doing, but also their, their diets and healthy eating and generally living yeah. healthy lives and being active. Uh, it's one of those things actually it is everyone says about you know inspirational people and the island games being inspiring. actually, you think it quite it is quite inspiring when you see someone so young going back to a school that actually they were only at like five years ago <laughs>
0: so lovely for them as well to
2: go back and say yeah be presented as a role model and um that's what the uh, the island Games association and the health improvement commission has said you know these young people are the role models we should be looking at so that was really nice to go along and to to that inspired
1: your running as well
2: um i think i'm a little bit slower than darcy
1: yeah okay Ruh. quite
2: a bit slower yeah. and i can swim just about. Um, So definitely nowhere near Molly. Molly told me that she, even when she's not training something like the Island Games, she swims for at least an hour, six days a week, normally before school, sometimes after school as well in the evening. So sometimes an hour, sometimes two hours or more a day. And that's when she's not training for an event like the Island Games. And I think she's doing her A-levels now, so she'll be around 18. And this is her second Island Games. She was at Gibraltar four years ago. So yeah i mean i run different... try to keep fit yeah they're, they're, they're in a completely different ball game to me um but yeah it's definitely inspirational and the other person who's been visiting um there's been a team of them actually going around primary schools this week and they're going to carry on for the next few weeks Ulrika mace was there she's a runner um super quick lady and sarah mercia also in the running squad sarah I believe. Rowe. sarah rowe is it okay and andrea nightingale who's a triathlete um, and she was actually at the Huggett School with one of her bikes. And there was this one young boy who she was... a from the
0: Drug and Alcohol Strategy? Andrea she is, I yeah. Yeah, oh, and okay. then so
2: she's developed this love of, and she's got a real skill for um, triathlons. And there was this one boy at the Huggett School who was very interested in asking about her bike and asking about cycling and, wow. and what it's all about. And she was telling us about the different bikes she's got and why... This bike that she had with her today has got certain wheels on it. It was a time time, time That's yeah. it. Yeah. See, I learned so, so much. Yeah. This is what yeah. the Iron Games is about. Yeah, it's
1: definitely. All learning. So it looked
2: very uncomfortable. This bike, but they are. and it was very yeah. light. She let me touch it, <laughs> like so you up. learning a lot. Yeah, um, and so it was, like I said, it was really nice to see the children asking questions. And um, this one young boy was very interested in cycling. So it's good to like see. a
0: future triathlete. Possibly, yeah. So this um, obviously dovetails into the work that Nick's been doing with the Island Games, and um, which I sure has been plenty this week.
2: You're going to have so much time on your hands. I don't know what's going From to happen when,
0: when the games is finished. Yeah. Well, I do
1: know what's going to happen because <laughs> oh, no, I, w- I won't say anymore. Say I, won't, that. I, won't, say that. I won't. I won't. Yeah, let's let's hold on. Hold some surprises. A, yeah, for yeah people. Let's keep some suspense. <laughs> let's not give everything away. Um, no, I spent I've spent a lot of time this week. Uh, interviewing various athletes, sports coordinators. Um, but I guess the big, the main story we've had uh, was Guernsey Athletics announcing their squad. Um, it's going to be the biggest team that they've ever had competing in the in Games. Wow. Um, and I actually just had the um, team manager in, Tom Juice earlier. Um, and his message has always been that it's, this isn't just because it's a home games. Uh, these are all vests that are being earned on merit. The standards are there; the standards are high, um, but everybody's been driving to achieve them. Uh, it's been amazing. Um, unfortunately, that also meant I got um, got to in- interview Alistair Chalmers as well. So our 400 meter hurdle star, yeah, um, Commonwealth Games bronze medalist, is um, just getting his season underway, um, racing uh, on Saturday as well. So he raced last weekend, racing this Saturday. Um, And he's going to be competing on the Tuesday evening. uh, One of our sort of big hopes for a gold medal, obviously, international standard. Um, But yeah, he's so pumped for the games. It's brilliant. He's such a good character and such a good ambassador for the sport. When did he
2: last compete in Guernsey in a competition?
1: He does reasonably regularly. Okay. Like, he he, he does take part at Foots Lane every now and then, um, maybe once a season. I mean, if you go back to COVID, it's was where he broke the 50 second barrier for the first time um, which is was was a big mark at the time Um, amazing celebration that he had after that as well that was great so where's his heart on his sleeve like he'll put on a show
2: yeah
1: whatever happens so that's going to be great um so yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm pumped for the athletics, obviously, it's my background. So. This whole
0: thing seems to be very much your wheelhouse. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's been oh, absolutely like, perfect thing for you to be doing. I, I, like
1: my brain is going to be, I, I don't know, at the end of that week, I, I wonder how much energy I'll have left. I just
0: want to see it all. You'll like, be age? residual energy, you'll be full <laughs> <of> it. <Exactly. laughs> See it all oh, and be everywhere. It's like, coming
2: around quickly now as well. We're going to be less than a month to go,
0: aren't we? I know, 29 days today. Mm. So yeah. we are we are rushing towards it. Yes, yeah. And you can watch. We can. You can if you're listening to this now. You can listen to the Alistair Chalmers podcast already. Yes, right? yeah, that's already out. Yeah, that's so already
1: out. And then we've got lots more on the way as plenty well. Plenty
0: more audio, video, and content.
1: Yeah,
2: all very exciting. It
1: is. It's, it's going to be great. And I also wanted to give a shout out to the robot. Oh, oh yeah, my... <laughs> can this be Kit's story? This can be Kit's story. Kit isn't so, here. Um, yeah, so Kit the cactus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. The, the States Works have got a robot. They have, yeah.
2: How they... amazing is that? But not taking anyone's
1: job?
0: Oh, well, right. Or is oh, it? No, I don't know. I don't know. It needs no. to be, um, well, it needs Manually to be kind of operated. like looked after or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> we should probably
1: explain this a little more. So, <laughs> States Works
0: has bought a robot called the Tiny Something. I can't remember the name of it. And this is to, um, it's like a line drawing AI And so they used to paint all the lines on uh, cricket pitches and football fields and all this kind of stuff and education sites by hand, manually, with like a line drawing machine. And now they just pump it into a, they write in a code and it just goes off and does it.
1: And they they can, can, I think the idea is that the person that's controlling it can then go and do other tasks. Yes, Yes. whilst whilst it's happening. Whilst that's happening. So will it...
2: I don't think it's taken a job. That's good. Don't want robots taking our jobs. I also
1: don't. I want to know what its pension arrangements are. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <Just> get <laughs> early <gone> retirement. <laughs> um,
2: will it be doing like you know the kind of the yellow lines on roads and like the bus markings? I don't or is think it just so. I on think it's like only grass surfaces and stuff.
0: I think it's only on grass.
2: Okay.
0: I think there's questions to be asked. But there are. Maybe. I mean, how, this conversation how has to, already shown that there are. There are. Yeah, a well lot we we, not, we haven't thought about this enough, yeah. have we? Yeah. No. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Keep your eye on the belly of Express. We're going to be asking. Really, <laughs> more robot news. <laughs> more robot news next week. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs>